Uh, you can find me at Field the Bernie Weber at CoastGuard.gov, <laughs> where I'm petitioning for Bernie <laughs> Weber to be president of. Uh, Feel the burn, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. 49.6% <laughs> to 49.8%. It's a close one. I mean, it's hilarious because isn't he dead? Like, this is just really, uh, <laughs> really tasteful. Yeah, that, that's hilarious, you asshole. <laughs> Super tasteful. Well, I didn't Wikipedia that, okay? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 397 with a review of The Finest Hours. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, this week, we already had in the feeds a review of Kung Fu Panda 3, <laughs> so hopefully you enjoyed that if you listened to it. Or Kung, Kung, I, Kung Fu Panda. Nailed yeah, that Yeah, I heard it was Kung Fu Panda, actually. Yeah, it's Kung Fu Panda. Um, but uh, yes, here we are talking about... Uh, the finest hours, and there's a storm rolling in, and we need to make sure that we get over the bar and this review be done with before a certain time. So we are just going to get into things and forego the banter for this episode. So oh, no, we're... but the banter is everyone's favorite part. I mean, we are <laughs> duly appointed federal Coast Guardsmen, so... <laughs> du- duly appointed federal banter. Yes. <laughs> Wrong Affleck was the captain. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, t- yeah. shit. Hashtag, hashtag not my Affleck. <laughs> We're going to take a listen to the trailer for The Finest Hours and then come back and give you a review. I want you to go up on deck and have a look. Maybe three hours, and then we sink. Mayday, mayday! Do you copy? Pick yourself a crew and assist that ship. It's your job to go out, right? Coast Guard, they say you gotta go out. They don't say you gotta come back in. We gotta launch some lifeboats. That boat is too small for these seas. You trying to kill us? Every fella here wants to live. The only way that happens is if we work together. Wait! I'm not giving up on him. The compass is gone! We lost the pumps. We all live. Or we all die. This is Station Chatham. Do you hear me? All right, so that was the trailer for The Finest Hours. Basically, there are two tankers that have uh, <laughs> broken up in a nasty storm. And uh, some nice little old guys from the Coast Guard are going to uh, get on a little boat and try to go out and rescue the people who are struggling to stay afloat on the back half remainder of a big tanker ship thing that has 
fallen apart and is stuck in the storm. So start us off, uh, Mr. Carson Patrick, what did you think of this film? Uh one of the first things I said uh, when I walked into the, before I walked into the theater was, uh, I wish I was watching the other Casey Affleck movie, Triple Nine, um, and uh, I stand by that after the movie was over, <laughs> um, because there wasn't a lot of Casey Affleck in this movie. And Are you saying you wanted to put this whole movie in your rear view? I wanted, to, yeah, I did want to put this whole movie in my rear view. I wanted to Gone Baby Gone this movie um, because it's so middle of the road. Uh, it's, it's a dad rock movie for sure. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I still don't know what that means. It's love and mercy. Therefore, it's my number eight of the year. <laughs> it's love and mercy at sea. Um, uh, where dark and stormy. Dark and stormy. Yes. Um, well, I will say this. I mean, look, it's not a terrible movie, but, uh, it's just very middle of the road and uh i think the actors are good in it um but a lot of it is just very like cliche um heartwarming stuff which can be which can be good i mean when done right uh can be very effective but uh i don't know here there's just something just very uh very like dead about it um well well, well carson you're forgetting one thing yeah, the Coast Guard, they say you got to watch the movie. You don't got to like it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't got to finish it. Well, I did finish it. And um, <laughs> I will say it was – I liked it better than uh, other recent seafaring movie uh, in the heart of the sea. Um, but uh, that's not saying much. Well, you got to be a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> something about it, like right – Right when the uh, Disney logo came up and it's in this like golden hue, I'm just like, ah, like I'm just already turned off. Like everything about it looked, uh, I mean, it didn't look like the 50s. There was like a lot of really bad CG. Luckily, it was dark, so it didn't stick out as poorly. But um, I I mean, you, you know where it's going, so there's not a whole lot of tension um, Wait, are we still talking about in the heart of the sea? Or are we no, no, we're talking, we're talking about, about finest hours. We're uh, back. Yeah, we're back. Um, yeah, like a, a lot of it just rang really phony, especially the stuff with uh, Chris Pine's fiance, uh, who whose character came off very annoying. I thought, um, and I know that in real life and in this movie, as I'm sure in real life, um, she's, you know, she's portrayed as this like no nonsense kind of gal. And, um, but in the movie, the way her character interacts, you know, busted into the coast guard and, and and then (laughs) don't save those people. Don't save those people. (laughs) And then of course she has to like storm out and then immediately crash her car. It's like bitch. Don't you know how to drive? It was really dumb too. That scene during the funeral where she was trying to pick out the ties. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dude i legit like turned on grease live last night just for like a minute and julianne huff was on and i was just like why is she texting in a funeral this is so unrealistic <laughs> um and i was like this is boring turn it off um but yeah like she was like i don't know her character in this movie not julianne huff but the the girl in this movie <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> the the bear woman. Yeah, Smokey the bear. Uh, she, I don't. She came off very annoying, and like everything, anytime it cut back to her character, you know, doing whatever, it just came to a screeching halt, man. Especially at the end, when like. Uh, I mean, there's really no spoiling this movie. We know what happens. Uh, but, like, the fact that, like, <laughs> yeah. she has the bright idea to turn on the headlights and then everyone... She doesn't even have the idea, though. I feel like she turns it on on accident. Well, like, she just turns hers on. Yeah, every, I know. Some, well, guy, see... some guy off camera goes like, yeah, do what she's <laughs> doing. Know, it's a monumental moment and it's very S- empowering. So stupid. But, like, <laughs> like her... They, but they, they, you, oh. you, know what's, you know what's really weird or just kind of annoying is that, like... They all drive out to that dock, right? And I'm like, oh, they're all... The docks. The dock. And they're all <laughs> going on, out. Doc. I was like, they're all going out there because the power's out. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. They're all going out there to turn on their headlights so they could illuminate <laughs> the water. And they, what do they do? They all get there and turn off their fucking headlights. And then, like, she has the bright idea to just be like, mm, I'll turn them on. And then some ra- <laughs> some Marlon Rando in the background is just like, oh, hey, let's do what she's doing. It's like, wow, this did not happen at all in real life. Um, it, not to, it, you it, know, it, be Mr. Nitpicky here, but, like, that just, like, that stuff rang so phony. Like, it, it, it felt like the guy who screams off camera feels like the off camera cartoon guy in like an episode of Simpsons or Futurama where he's like, Yeah, do what that is doing. <laughs> I know, like it like it, it it didn't it didn't feel like uh it just rang so false. Yeah. Um and the other thing too is um so I really think that after seeing this movie, I appreciate a movie like The Revenant or The Hateful Eight even more so because so throughout this whole movie, all the actors are getting pummeled with just rain and, and water and like none of them are reacting. They're just like they're reacting like it's no big deal. Like it's just like, <laughs> you know, Chris Pine is like driving the boat and he's just like he's just getting pummeled with water. And he's just like, Map, everything's good. <laughs> like I, I'm like, dude, aren't you freezing? Like this is like I mean, I feel like there's there's some uh credit to be given to you know actually like (laughs) having leo like tossed into a river or you know uh tarantino like refrigerating the set on hateful eight uh i mean it comes through in the performance um and here it just you really noticed it i feel like at least i did i noticed it so much when you know they're standing on the edge of the ship like the big tanker and like a wave comes in and they're just like, they're acting like they're in a jacuzzi. Like it just, again, like stuff like that made it ring really falsely. So I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> Steven. Yeah. I, I mean, I think middle of the road is like the perfect description <laughs> of this movie. Like I'm going to start with the positive. I thought the actors were generally pretty decent. Like, I I quite liked Casey Affleck. I just wished I could have seen him be brooding and cool a little more. Dude, instead I, of see Chris Pine be like this vaguely good man the whole time. Not not to interrupt, but Casey Affleck, uh his best moment was when he was sitting at the beginning cross-legged holding an egg and just like oh, yeah. and he's just like we're, we're sinking. We're sinking. <laughs> 
And I was just like, I was like, I wanted, I wanted more of that for sure. I wanted more of that for sure. <laughs> more egg peeling. Well, yes. for sure. We're going to take this stick and we're going to stick it in the egg <laughs> and steer the bow with it. No, but you're not soft <laughs> enough. You're like, we're going to make a pulley system. And put it we're in the make a poison. <laughs> that water, that water gets up to that intake. Yeah. It takes the power. It takes the power. It takes the pumps. No, now the you're pumps, just the weird, we like, bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're the wrong character. That's the beauty of Casey Affleck, though. Yes. Yeah, but anyway, like, I, I dug his character well enough. Um, I also, the moments where they are out at sea, like, passing the bar and all of that, like any good lawyer has to do. <laughs> damn it, I was going to make that joke. <laughs> anyway, oh, when, when they're going out, even though, as Carson mentioned, it does not have that kind of intensity of like a revenant or something, like you can tell the actors are not suffering. I still definitely like, I felt those scenes pretty reasonably. Like I got, I got moderately into it. I, I like how insane the ocean feels and how like ridiculous their mission was, but Almost everything else, yeah, it's just very one note, very bland. Like character motivations are completely hazy and bewildering in this movie to me. <laughs> like everyone had that kind of halo around them, like where you know, okay, this must be a true story because every single character has like their moment of bravery. Um yeah, I mean the fiance character, she kind of it was kind of mind boggling to me what what they were trying to make her. Because she really just comes across as, like, oddly pushy in a way that Chris Pine's character does not seem to understand or care for. Yeah. Like, like the wedding proposal scene, if I compare it to something like Brooklyn, which had just such a great period piece kind of old-fashioned romance, and then I compare this where they're just dancing and she's like, so will you marry me? <laughs> no. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's it's definitely night and day difference. Yeah, I just didn't I didn't really understand what they were trying to make those characters be. And the the transformation too of Chris Pine's uh Bernie character, he's just kinda like I don't know, I get he's a good man, you know, he's Mr. like Tom Hanks in Bridge of Spies. He's like the upright citizen, the one who's just gonna do whatever it takes. But they they just make him feel very flat. And not motivated, and like, does he seem sort of Forrest Gumpy to you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit. There's a little bit of a Gump vibe to him. Like, like he he doesn't seem to understand the ramifications of taking his boat out and trying to get over the bar. I feel like I, I feel like you have to be a little uh, developmentally delayed, as they say in 2016, uh, to to attempt what he's doing. Like, you got to be a little a little crazy. Yeah, a little and, and on that the definitely came through. I also feel like he just, I don't know, did the whole time watching this movie, I felt like, did they CG his face to make it look more like the guy? <laughs> like, there was something weirdly, like, shiny or kind of just That's just how he is, me. bro. He, he just felt so clean and, like, piercing blue eyes, looking in determination, like they weren't all together there. Like, I don't know. It, it was a very kind of weird, weird character in my mind. Like, they definitely didn't play up his bravery. They um, they showed, you know, he had some tragedy lurking in his recent past. And in that one bald guy who looks like the Goonies person, he's, like, really angry about it. You know, like... Like, second-rate chunk. I'm, not, I'm never going to forgive you. 
like and then it just kind of goes away like they're trying to allude to something but it it just didn't amount to very much um so yeah like the bar scene i thought was pretty intense i enjoyed casey affleck peeling the egg (laughs) i enjoyed him taking uh taking measures into his own hands when the crew was considering leaving i thought that was kind of like a cool character moment um and yeah, Ben Foster reminded me of Joe Biden for some reason in this movie. <laughs> and but yeah, that's all I got. Completely middle of the road. I was not I wasn't upset that I watched it. Like there were enough entertaining parts out in the sea where I was like, Yeah, okay, I feel this. I am never gonna remotely think about it again. <laughs> also, so, uh, Eric Bana fulfilling his duties to be in every rescue movie ever. <laughs> Uh, I bet he wanted to get rescued from this movie because it was not <laughs> every true I, life I, I, rescue movie. I I honestly feel like Casey Affleck, like he he metaphorically is his same character. He is in this movie, which is a sinking ship, and he's just like, ah, I just got to survive long enough to get paid, and then I get out of here. <laughs> like yeah. every time he had a moment where he's like looking at the ground and just like shaking his head and being like. And ship is going down still like i felt like that's him offset like the camera was rolling while they were like between shots and they just used those takes because <laughs> this movie is so bad like on, on, like no joke i like about 20 minutes in i thought about getting up and walking out whoa, <laughs> whoa. Like, just the big be- okay so so this film opens with two guys in this car having i guess a conversation um uh, between each other about these two girls they're about to meet for the first time, even though one of them has been talking to her for like some somehow on the phone for some, I I don't know. I guess he met her because she's a call operator, and he was probably like, "Hey, can you connect me?" And she's like, "Oh, you sound very cute." And he's like, "Yeah, I am kind of, but I'm also kind of simple." And then they just like <laughs> gotten some love. Went down exactly you wanted them like call that. girls, <laughs> but no. So that was a so deleted I feel scene. Like, I honestly feel they had one copy written in hand of that opening dialogue scene and they spilled coffee on it or something. Because, like, literally the dialogue is this. Eh, there they is. And he's like, <laughs> then he goes, then he goes, oh, come on. We go in there. And he's like, what if she don't like me? And he's like, oh, not liking you is not your problem. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> like, that's that's the whole conversation they have like before they walk into this diner. And he's like, eh. You look like Smokey in there. I thought there was a bear in there. And she's like, what? Oh, my God. He's like, nah, because the, the coat is, you look like <laughs> Smokey the bear. He's definitely he's definitely not a Mr. Italian plumber in, in Brooklyn. That's for sure. <laughs> like, all of the dialogue is terrible. It's terrible. And then there's like, I, I, there, like, Carson likes to get mad about geography in action scenes. Like, you can't tell what the hell's going oh, on. Oh, dude, you can't. Like, you really can't. O- it's really, it's very ocean. dark, that's for sure. The ocean scenes in this are filmed so terribly. And then what they do is is the, the there's storms with, like, 100-foot swells, right? Crazy shit. Like, the size of this giant tanker. Waves are going up and down. Anytime they want a reaction shot, it's as if Jesus stood up in the back of the boat, calmed the sea just so they can get, like, a... <laughs> like big long panning shot of them all feeling like shit and then all of a sudden another 50 foot wave comes like it makes zero sense like nothing i just this like this movie is awful 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 like not there isn't a time a character does anything that's like really awesome or feels like smart like casey affleck's character knows what he's doing and they're doing things but like it it 
I don't, I don't I I can't even describe how bad this movie is. <laughs> well, like it's. So sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, well, I was just gonna say, um, Stephen mentioned that the the scenes, you know, on the bar were uh, intense. <laughs> like I didn't think they were intense at all because the, the whole time I just kept thinking, like, man, George Clooney did this 15 years ago in the Perfect Storm. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I did think that this a lot has of been the movie. done I was before, like, well, man. It's been a okay, while since the perfect dude, storm. Dude, Clune Dog already went over the bar. Clune Dog and Marky Mark, you know, totally defeated the bar. Clune Dog set the, the bar. Here, here's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. here's the thing about here's the thing about the bar scene, right? So they're like they're like, hey, we got to go over the bar. So we're gonna listen. Turn off all the lights. We just listen, and then I gun it, and then we go. So it starts to be like, <laughs> okay, it's it's gonna it's gonna be crazy, whatever. So there are scenes where like the boat goes under, like okay, so. We've all seen like <laughs> becomes a mini we, we, submersible for like no, a second. So so we've all seen like Endless Summer and like all these surf movies. There's always a scene where a guy is like, you know, ducking under a wave with his board and you see the body, the human body wants to float. So you push the board down and your body separates from the board and your body sort of starts to go up before you pull your board up with you, right? That's just something that happens, right? So in this movie, you got freaking four guys standing on top of a boat not connected to it they go underwater the whole boat is underwater and there's like bubbles like making it so you can't see shit and then it pops up and they're just standing there as if they they weren't just underwater like <laughs> like they're more wet from the rain than they they're are in from the, the jacuzzi, actual dude. water that they were just <laughs> underneath and you're just like really and then it cuts to a scene at the bottom of the boat and there's like an inch of water right like the entire boat was just underwater <laughs> There would be more than one inch Dude, of water. I had the same thought. Like, I didn't put as much thought as you did into it. But I did think, like, man, like, did they really do that? Did they, like, go underwater, like, like sub for a second? Like, like, like well, that was, was what I was, was thinking. It was pretty crazy, like, if they actually did that. I was thinking that, but I kind of took it on faith, like, holy shit, those boats go underwater. That's yeah, crazy. Like, and- so I, I, know, I know that there are modern-day Coast Guard-type boats that are basically designed to be able to do that right they will write themselves after being capsized like that's, they, they, they're built in a way that does that automatically so they can totally tumble underneath the wave and then just pop up the other side and you're fine but you're usually strapped in or like part of it's covered you're not just standing on the back of like a boat and like underwater for a while yeah well i mean if denzel was steering the boat and he was just like <laughs> we're gonna roll it then it would have oh, been oh. good <laughs> <laughs> there, there's also a shot at the end of the film which is in the trailer so we, we have learned that the bar the bar is the scariest thing. Yeah. So basically the whole problem is that you have waves coming in from inland and they reach the bar and they pop up and they explode. You have waves coming in from the sea. They come from low level and they pop up on the sandbar and then boom, they explode and they crash each other. And that's what kills everybody, right? Really scary. So on their way back in, they're driving. It's perfectly calm, but they think they might be near the bar. And then all of a sudden they get this splash of what is clearly like purified, like <laughs> like nice water that has been splashed on them from a bucket. And like everything is super slow-mo, like 1,200 frames a second. And then like it's just like, ooh, everybody's like, ah. And then it's just perfectly calm. And they're like, I guess we passed the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> it's so dumb. They they get uh, back a lot faster than than they got there for sure. That, yeah, that for sure was surprising. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Eh, I guess the high tide." Hey, man, Chris I mean, I can only assume. I only assume that's how it happened because why would they end so anticlimactically? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, other than like I'm Captain Cook and like I know how to 
drive a boat without a compass. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we were missing the scene where the actual captain of the ship dies and he has to take over control. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing that was that was super annoying, um, you know, other than uh, his fiance just being very annoying, her character, but the the characters on the tanker, man, like other other than Casey Affleck, especially that one dude who was just like, his whole character was just like, let's get on the lifeboats, brah. The guy with like the scar, like the blood on on the, on his head and the stupid haircut. Yeah, like, and he was just like, "Let's get on the lifeboats, bro!" And then like Casey Affleck has to come out all you know badass and like cut okay, the so, lifeboats so, so before sport, before sport. he you know actually sees like that would have shredded you up, bro. Like, ugh. you know, it was kind of badass that he just grabbed. Max I know. And I'm saying that was like, that was cool. Yeah. Like he he showed them for sure. But like, but, okay. come on, that guy couldn't like uh, you know assess that that's what would have happened if he'd gotten in the boat. Here's the thing, like, and I'm I'm gonna spoil something from the end of the film, but whatever. So that guy at the end of the film, like, everybody's trying to get off the sinking ship, and like, there's basically Casey Affleck and this asshole guy left, right? Yeah. And case the the asshole walks up to Casey Affleck, he's like, "You did good. You should go down with the ship." <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, like, what was that line? Of he was dialogue? like, "Yo, bro, you should pull a clown dog and just stay down here." It makes no <laughs> sense though. Like, he starts off like, "Whoa, okay, look." It basically, we're all alive because of the the quick action you took, and I should have listened to you in the first place. I am sorry. Thank you for saving my life. That should have been his line of dialogue, but instead, he's like, "Yeah, you did all right." Well, I mean, now, and you stay up here while I get into safety. And but I mean, that, that is like shorthand for you're the captain of the ship, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm the, the captain, captain now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean. I guess that was his way of like accepting the fact that like or him accepting like I was wrong, you were right, but it just it it comes off uh doesn't come off that way for sure. Not that okay, it so, matters. So, so. I mean like dude, how sucky would it be if you were the the chef who like jumped down and then just <laughs> was the only guy who didn't make it? Like that sucks. <laughs> so 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 here's here's the biggest here's my biggest complaint about the film, right? This whole thing is all about Bernie Weber, right? Right, like how awesome a man he was, yeah. and how he did this crazy, impossible task. BW. Right? Mm-hmm. So, here's the thing. So he goes out there amongst all odds. Everybody's saying like, if I was the leader of the Coast Guard, I would never send anybody out on the suicide mission. So he does it. He comes back. He saves all these people. Thirty-two people. He's rescuing on this boat. Spoilers. And <laughs> it's and on the poster. When, when when he when he gets back to shore. They pull everyone out the boats, and everybody's like, yay! And they all just leave Bernie. Like, Bernie's <laughs> the guy who just saved it, and everybody walks away so they can have this romantic moment between him and his his fiance. Like, really? Really? Like, there's not no one, like, for he's a jolly good fellow or anything like that. Like, Or like, hey, bro, like, I'm going to buy you the a beer. Guy, the guy who just saved everybody gets left in their rear view. Oh, totally, dude. No one, no, no one comes up like the – he doesn't come up like, let me buy you some chata. Or something. I don't know. But I mean, the whole, like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the whole movie just rings false. Like, it just, none of it has, like, any f- sort of feeling of authenticity. And, and it's not like I'm looking for that in a in a Disney true life story. Um, especially, like, uh, the, the director of this movie uh, also did Million Dollar Arm with John Hamm. And mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was completely uh, effective in its uh, Disney charm. Um, but this movie, I don't know, something about it, like, it, it just did not get over that hump. And, like, the whole time I was just 
thinking that I'd be rather I'd rather be watching a documentary about it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, you know, this dramatized version. I feel you. And insert pun about getting over the hump. <laughs> getting over the bar. <laughs> you the see, bah. John Hamm cracked the code of the Disney uh feel good formula. This movie did not So I mean that that's only funny if you've seen Million Dollar Arm because there's that whole scene where John Hamm is, you know, he's in his living room and he's watching cricket and he turns on the TV and he's like, I think I cracked it. And you're like, all right. I is feel... that like his Moneyball? I never saw that movie. Yeah, it, kind of. Yeah. Um, obviously not as good as Moneyball, but I mean, it was just a, it was a, a feel good. Uh, it went through all the motions, but it, it, it did it in a, a really good way. Uh, and also, you know, the the Kevin Costner movie, McFarlane, did the same thing. Like, I, I thought that was... <laughs> dude, really? I, dude, I com- was completely won over by that movie. Like, I, it just... It was so, so well done. Like, Wasn't that the movie where he uses the N-word, or was that a different Kevin Costner <laughs> no, movie? Last that, that was black or white. Um, okay. This yeah, one, uh, no N-bombs dropped in... Uh, this is the one where he picks the run- the runners from, like... Yeah, they're the cross-country team. The, yeah, yeah. Cross-country team, yeah. Um, it's like, Gonzalez, is that a common name where you're from? They're like, is white a common name where you're from? Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, it was a total, like... It was a Disney sports movie, but it totally worked. Um, but... Uh, the formula was not in place for the finest hours. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was far from the finest hours. Yeah, triple nine though that movie looks dope. Like I'm I'm down <laughs> oh, yeah. down for triple nine, dude. <laughs> Casey Affleck is gonna kill all those crooked cops, <laughs> taking them to town. Uh, well, we will be talking about that soon. <laughs> yeah, should we get onto our verdicts then? All sure. right. All right, Carson, if you're going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, Well, just because it was slightly better than In the Heart of the Sea, I will give it a pass. Caveat <laughs> caveat being uh, uh, more Casey Affleck, please. Not enough. Steven? So this again gets to like my problem with the rating system, even though I know every week we're not going to change it because we're resisting changing. Um, but yeah, I like, tried to change it last week. <laughs> so I clearly did not dislike the movie as much as you both did. Like in my mind, this is a completely middle of the road in every respect movie. Well, I, which I is totally not agree to with say, that. I mean, yeah, which is not to say terrible, like not yeah, even laughably bad. I mean, I think Chris is really the only one who truly is hating on it. Like, I, I mean, it's fine. Like, whatever. It's for what it is. People will enjoy it, but it's yeah, yeah. So the real question is like, what is my bar for middle of the road? Like, wait for rental should be like, what boom. is your bar? Yeah, what is my bar? <laughs> wait, wait for rental is like flat in the middle. But then, like, I've given some pretty decent stuff wait for rental. Um, <laughs> but f*** it, I'm, I'm getting behind this one. Wait for rental. I think if you saw the trailer and you want to see this movie and you sit at home and watch it, you are not going to be dumbfounded by anything. Like, you are getting exactly what the trailer told you. And even if it did feel a little fake and a little CG, I don't know. Enough of the scenes worked for me. Uh, the characters are garbage, though. <laughs> but the rest worked for me. <laughs> you know, guys, while you're on this podcast, you will obey protocol. Oh, right. 
Wait. And the protocol says that if this movie's such a piece of shit, <laughs> you have to give it a must avoid. Wait, so Chris, on a scale of uh, Clifford to meet the Deedles, where does this lie? <laughs> this this is like past the Clifford. <laughs> this is off the Clifford. That was a that was a joke from the uh, the unreleased episode of Aloha. <laughs> oh shit! Really? The infamous episode where we found out so many wonderful tidbits. But yeah, th- this fit like honestly, like I literally wanted to leave partway through it. But but an old man regaled you with his tails. <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on. I am glad I didn't leave because there was there was a guy who happened to be sitting next to me who was apparently stationed with Bernie at some point in time during his career as I'm assuming a Coast Guardsman. Um, but uh, so I would have felt bad. Like, just for that guy, like, because he was clearly very much enjoying the film, um, as was most of my audience, uh, which was admittedly more of an older crowd. Um, But yeah, I think for me, the, like, the film itself undercuts the accomplishment of what is happening. Like, Like, the two things this film tells me is that a tanker can float relatively fine with 90% of the tanker missing as long as oxygen or as long as water doesn't get in the air intakes which are placed way too low in the center of the ship to make sense to me and a rescue boat that is rated for 6 people can hold 32 people um so there's things that like are obviously true things in reality that like the film does zero in the narrative to kind of like work around to make it seem more plausible to me and i think just the the act like the actors do what they can with what was written for them, but what was written for them was terrible, and I really hated this film, so must avoid. They just got lucky, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I believe don't, in luck. I don't believe in luck. <laughs> I, I love, too, that like the whole movie Casey Affleck is saying. <laughs> Shamal. <laughs> hey, that's ignorant. I don't believe in luck. <laughs> no, but I, like, I, I think it's funny that like the entire movie, Casey Affleck is like, I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in luck. And they, he meets another guy who's like, luck. And he just goes, my man. Yeah, it was weird how, like, <laughs> he does... that was supposed to be, like, a moment for him. And it just, like, was just, like, wah, wah, like... <laughs> It was. Well, look, they, yeah. they all had a weird arc. The fiance learned how to not try to fix things and just go serve food in the soup kitchen. She learned... Yeah, like, learned how to not believe in luck anymore. Um, <laughs> she learned how uh, to Chris drive. Pi- Chris Pine learned how to not follow orders <laughs> even though that's what drove him to be a good man in the first place yeah he he was just like F- it i'm not gonna ask the captain for permission to marry you <laughs> it's more of a formality yeah formality <laughs> shmality you know really it's a good thing that they had that one guy who just stopped by to eat a bowl of cereal too because who would have manned that uh that spotlight oh, right right <laughs> yeah he was like well i got done selling all my you know triple a's and cdc's or whatever yeah, <laughs> and uh, I got done shorting my stock, so I'm a sailor now. He's like, "Hey, I mean, you guys need an extra guy. I'm here. Let me finish these Cheerios." Slightly Christopher Walken guy. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not. It's more fun to talk about than it is to watch, because I was mostly oh. pretty bored. <laughs> I I was surrounded by people who very much liked talking about it. Like an hour and a half into this movie, a group of like high schoolers walked in, just sat in the back, 
on their phones and were just talking loudly during the last half hour. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, why is this where you want to talk? I don't understand. Because I guess they thought no one would care. They they saw finest hours. I thought there'd be some hot honeys there. Mm-hmm. Wait, so uh, didn't you say that? Is that what you meant by the Mystery Science Theater three thousand people? <laughs> yeah, no, nobody the asked me a follow up, so I didn't get to well, go. I to didn't the know if line. you were like actually making a joke or like the I, actual I dudes you... were in the theater. Like Crow the robot was sitting there going like, you know, uh, like making jokes. Nope. I didn't know if you were at some like sketch fest thing instead of seeing the movie. <laughs> so. I just let it go. <laughs> no, I, I was just being sarcastic and nobody asked me about it. <laughs> so I was just like, well, I'm not going to follow up. <laughs> that one sank just like the whatever that boat was well, called. Well, mine sank too because I just said like, was that the guy's pickup line? And no one no one reacted to that. So well, The problem is you said it after he said something. So I, I, I was doubly not able to respond to both of you because I mean... if I responded one but not the other, then it would be extra weird. Granted, yes, I replied like way late because I didn't see it till like two hours after the fact. <laughs> All right. Should we, should we close this episode out then? Very interesting. All right, so Carson cannot be found anywhere online because uh, he's quitting the internet to go be a Coast Godman. I, I can actually be found at, uh, I'm very sorry, I just realized I had my dryer on for the entire Kung Fu Panda 3 episode, .tumblr.com. <laughs> no, <you> <laughs> it actually ended while we were talking about, like, viral or some shit, and I was just uh. like, oh, crap. <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. On pur- I did not do it on purpose. I did not mean to. I legit was like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, we'll fix it in post. It's okay. There was the. Yeah. It's just Kung, it's so, just Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Steven, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at feeltheburnyweber at coastguard.gov, <laughs> <laughs> where I'm petitioning for Bernie Weber to be president. Of uh, feel the burn, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I got nothing. Forty nine point six percent to forty nine point eight percent. It's a. Close I mean, one. it's hilarious because isn't he dead? Like this is just really, uh, <laughs> really tasteful. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> super tasteful. Well, I didn't Wikipedia that. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they said that in the coda that he died in like two thousand nine. Oh, Bernie, pour on out for Bernie. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so is that where people can find you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, All sure. Right. People can find me going over the bar <laughs> and uh, pointing the spotlight at things <laughs> as we try to so, rescue the big ships. So dumb. <laughs> that old man that Chris was sitting next to, this is going to be the one episode he listens to, and he's going to be like, ah, the youth. Uh, are, you, are you telling me there was a 67th passenger <laughs> on that ship? There was. There was Rachel Solando. <laughs> the, the water's coming in straight through the walls. <laughs> uh. It's like they. It's like he disappeared straight through the walls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's this episode, guys. Yep. Yeah. Hope you <laughs> hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Pull yourself together, Bernie. Mu- music in this episode is going to come from the soundtrack to the finest hours, and uh, well, like the finest showers. Am I right? Because the rain was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
<laughs> I think the soundtrack anyway. soundtrack should be accompanied by sad trombone. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta uh, run. <laughs> Storms are coming. All right, you take off, Stephen. I'll try to close this thing out before it crashes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to run this podcast to ground. Schnazy says we got to stop the podcast. Doesn't say we got to finish it. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, see you, Stephen. Um, everyone else, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> I guess we'll get you in our next review. In our next review. Yeah, next review for sure.